You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I think we're going to have a good show for you, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1,217 and interview number 1,532. We've been on the air since March 2009, and we are the longest-running business podcast in all of Orange County, California. Getting the right and most cost-effective and efficient health and life insurance can be quite difficult. You business owners know that, right? From various plans and services, it can easily get jumbled. That's why New Benefits Insurance Solutions is here to help, and that's why I've invited our guests to be on the show. They deliver a new and better approach to your insurance needs, which can save you time and money both in operations and in the administration. Angela Irizarry is here to share more about her company. I met her at an event. We started talking. I thought they do different kind of work. I said, you got to come on Critical Mass Radio Show Podcast, Angela, and share your knowledge. And sure, sure enough, here she is. So, Angela, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me today. It's awesome to have you here. Let's talk about the firm. From your perspective, what makes your company unique in the eyes of your clients and your prospects? Well, we are boutique brokerage here in Orange County. We do serve many other counties surrounding Orange County. Um, but what makes us different is that we cater to small businesses with employee numbers between 1 and 100 employees. And we offer a benefits administration system that's online. So it can be customized to be an intranet system for the company. And when it comes to recruiting employees, it makes a big difference to feeling for them to feel like they're entering into a company that's very stable. Yes, with benefits. Mm -hmm. That is a key consideration, especially for the younger workforce who may be planning families, etc. So sure. that's mm -hmm. great. How did you get into this industry? It was the recession. Um, when that happened, there was a recession. Yeah, I don't remember it. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm just um, kidding. I remember it. Yeah. So um, at the time, um, I was working from home, and we only had one income in the family, and so I just woke up one day and went, "This isn't enough anymore," because the market that we focused on was marketing, and of course, when money is cut, it's cut from marketing first. So um, I ended up working with another insurance broker as an admin assistant, and eventually learned the business and. Felt like it was something I was good at and really wow. enjoyed, and that's how it started. Wow. That's, mm -hmm. So how long have you been in business? Um, I started my business in um, April of 2015. However, I've been working in the insurance industry since 2006. Okay. Wow, 2006. So, yeah, you really did. See, I started my business in April of 2008. So oh, good. I, okay. I was joking about not remembering the recession. <laughs> uh, I'll never forget that recession. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's get back to the interview about you, though. What niches do you, you sort of mentioned the one to 100, but is there, are there certain niches that you and your team are focused on? Um, the companies that we really enjoy working with are a lot of manufacturing companies. I seem to do really well in speaking with their employees. We are very personal. Um, so I also work with medical groups. Um, I've worked with, uh, you know, golf club, golf clubs. Mm -hmm. I work with pretty much every industry, so there is, isn't really an industry that we can't work with, but I love working with the uh, employee groups that have a lot of manufacturing because I feel like we can really speak to them personally, and they have a lot of questions, and that's really where I enjoy my Are job. Are you talking about talking to the employees personally? Yes, okay, yes. Okay, so when you're, when you're explaining the benefits and mm -hmm. doing their enrollment, and yes. that gives you a chance to really engage with their workforce? Yes, we're very personal with all of our clients and their employees, so when we step into a company, 
we not only provide assistance um, to the HR person or the person that's in charge of the benefits, we actually work very closely with all of the employees to help them navigate the healthcare industry. It's like super confusing. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> uh, my, my wife's a teacher and full disclosure, I'm a business owner. I, you know, I, I think I know some things, but when we sit down with her, with the package from the teacher's union, it's like, or from her employer, it's like, wow, mm-hmm. this is not easy to figure out sometimes. So I can yeah. only imagine. Yeah. So that's what we like to do is to make it an easy and fun process. Um, and I know we never put those two words in the same sentence together, insurance and fun. But we can actually make it a lot of fun for the employees and for the group, and, and it's a pretty smooth uh, maintenance of, of their plans. So that's the first time here on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast we've been on for 10 years that we say in the same <laughs> sentence, insurance and fun. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. We're breaking new ground here, Angela. Thank yes. you for being our guest on Critical Mass Radio Show and mm-hmm. Podcast. Can you um, think of a time in your career when you failed at something important, and what would you do? Can you explain the circumstance of the event and what kind of what you learned from that lesson? Absolutely. When I first decided to start New Benefits Insurance Solutions, um, I was very excited. And as I think most entrepreneurs are, they're just ready to get their logo, their branding, and all of that. It's right. very, very exciting. Right. Um, so there's this high that happens when you start all of this thinking and you're thinking about your mission and all of those things. So um, what I was wanting to build a business around is technology. So um, with that, I wanted to have the online benefits admin system. And at the time, in 2015, there weren't a lot of companies that were doing it. Some companies were just starting to. So there were a lot of glitches and a lot of issues Mm. with the programs. So I purchased a program based on what I was sold, saying that it would work perfectly and it would be awesome. And it looked good to me when the sales people were presenting it to me. However, I think my biggest mistake is that I didn't say put me in the driver's seat and let me do this. Let me figure out how it's going to work for my clients. Um, So the outcome of that is I purchased the system. It was the most expensive mistake I've ever made. Right. And I had to, I was on a three-year contract that I couldn't get out of. Oh my goodness. And it never worked, not for one client. Oh my God. I'm sorry to laugh at your pain. No, no. I laugh at it now because, but I realized that it's. That that was 2015? Yes. So you're out of the lease. Yes. It's 2019 now. Yes. So freedom. Yes. I was very excited to be free of that. Yeah. So So as a new entrepreneur, I didn't. So your advice would be? Try a few different believe, platforms out. Don't believe the demo? Yes. And be in the driver's seat. Wow. And there's never, there are never too many questions to ask. Because very often I feel like when we're being presented sales material, we almost get bombarded with so much like this is all the wonder, these are all the wonderful things that it can do for you. But, right. and then we feel like we kind of back off on the questions like, oh, should I ask that? Or am I asking too much? Or am I taking too much of their time? Um, take as much of their time as you need. <laughs> You're the one paying the bills. That's right. Right. And mm-hmm. to sign up to a three-year agreement mm-hmm. to a strategic platform that was sort of the underpinnings of your business. Right. That's like a really important decision, huh? Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being willing to share that with our sure. audience yeah. here on Critical Mass Radio Show and <laughs> Podcast. I like to ask my guests about unintended consequences. I wrote a book on the subject. I study it. I'm fascinated by it. So I'm wondering if there was ever a time, in addition to that software mm-hmm. issue, where you made a strategic decision and the outcome was different than what you had intended. And could you tell us about that time? Um, I would say that that was probably the biggest um, decision I made that went south for me. Um, and How I did was... you recover from that? I mean, did you have to buy a second piece of software to do the work? I mean, did were you? What was the? How did you solve that? I maintained business the way I knew how without the technology piece. Oh. So I did that until the the contract was up. But in, 
within the same month that the contract was up, I purchased a new system, which I did test drive myself, right. asked many questions. <laughs> and I also <laughs> asked around once. the industry, you uh -huh. know, how, you know, and I looked up reviews online to make sure that I was purchasing something that was worthwhile. Um, I think the unintended consequence of this is, which is a, it's kind of a, a good one. So okay. I think what happened is even though it didn't work for me and I ended up spending a lot of money, I very much understood the inner workings of how these platforms work. So what ended up happening is when I got into the new system, I knew all the right questions to ask. I knew exactly how things would work behind, you know, in the programming part of it sure. so that I could make sure that this new system would work and it has worked. Yes. And it's wonderful, and my clients love it. Well, there you go. Mm -hmm. So it does have a silver lining. Yes. But there were three years of yes returning. heartache, heartache, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, and writing those are him seeing the bills come in every whatever mm -hmm. and paying it. Yep. Right. Yes. I'm sure every entrepreneur can fully identify Angela with your story. When you say you're differentiated on technology, we did that a little bit earlier. I, that's kind of rolling around in my head. Can you can you talk to us a little bit more about how you've chosen to structure your company to be unique and different on that on that premise sure. of technology? Sure. Okay. So for small businesses with employee numbers of one to 100 employees, typically they're not treated as middle market and large market. Um, so for large market companies, they will typically have these kind of resources given to them, you know, uh, through the carrier. This is not typically something that's provided for these small businesses. So the difference that we make for a small business is that we can go in and treat them like they're a large corporation. Mm -hmm. um, so they're able then to recruit great employees. They're able to main the employees, maintain uh, the employees that they have. And um, it really helps to support their business. And it creates a lot of employee engagement. So our system is able to be customized with the, um, uh, the company's logo, their company colors, any information that they want to add or take out. They can do that. They can do vacation tracking. They can track all the benefits online. The employees from anywhere they are, if they're at the doctor's office, they can pull up their benefits and read them instantly. You're making a hand motion. You mean like on a mobile device? On a mobile device. Okay. Yes. That's convenient. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so it just makes everything more efficient for a company. It helps things to operate more smoothly. Um, it is paperless. So when we do open enrollment, if you have, you know, 30 employees, instead of chasing paper through the office mm -hmm. and seeing who didn't sign or did sign, they go through the steps through the system and it makes sure that all the, the pieces that need to be completed are completed and then they submit it and no one else has to worry about it. Right. It comes directly to new benefits and then we take care of the processing for them. What's in the name? How did you decide on your name? Uh, you know, that's interesting. I was looking for a name that sounded kind of techy. So I wanted it to be like a new way to do benefits. Okay. You know, so I think traditionally our industry has operated the same way for so many years. And every time I go to a broker event, they always say, oh, in the next five years, everyone's going to be doing everything online. <laughs> well, that keeps happening every five years. And Right. Right. Sooner right. or later. Right. So um, what I've discovered is that I find that many small brokers, small business brokers, um, don't implement these systems um, either because they don't want to pay for the system or they are not interested in learning something, Different. you know, this complicated. Uh-huh. So I think that's something that really sets us apart in, in what we want to provide to our clients. That sounds great. Thank mm -hmm. you. Because I'm thinking uh, I work with a lot of companies that drop into that demographic one to 100. Mm -hmm. And 
usually they have a very thin HR department. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Usually it is a person who is the HR department for 50 or 75 or 100 people. That's a big job in California to to make sure everybody is, you're compliant and all the rest of the things Mm -hmm. that have to go on. So offering what you're offering seems to me for that individual to be a real benefit. It's very much a benefit. And I will say that I have been in the industry pre-ACA, which is the Affordable Care Act. So pre-ACA, right in the middle of it all, when it was complete and utter chaos, because uh, no one thought it would pass. And when it did, everybody went nuts. Right. <laughs> um, and then I've been in it, you know, uh, post-ACA. So I've seen all the changes as they've happened. And, you know, it really is a moving target. So I say to all of my clients, this is the information for today. This is what is going to keep you compliant today. Right. And I have all the resources that they need, you know, I, I, through my platforms. Um, so they can look up information. They get uh, email drips for any new compliance information or new legislation that's come out because the ACA is a moving target. Mm -hmm. Even though we heard about the big change, every year there's new legislation that's put into place. Sure there is. So that's something that we keep an eye on at New Benefits um, by attending Akahu events, which is the Orange County Association of Health (laughs) Underwriters. So we are a member of of that, and they are who lobby for us in Sacramento and in in D.C. So we keep our eye on the ball. Um, for our clients. So if there's something new in compliance that they need to know about, they're going to find out. So who usually makes the decision to on what benefit program they're going with? Is it in your experience with your clients? Is it the business owner? Mm-hmm. Is it the financial people? HR? Yeah, it's typically usually um, the business owner or the CFO. Okay. So if they de- have one. Right. Yeah. So it, it all depends on, um, and CFO can sometimes be the wife or the husband, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, yeah. which is fine. So so typically it is the business owner that makes the final decision. Very often we work with whoever's in charge of human resources or office management mm-hmm. um, to work with them on, on kind of narrowing it down. And then the business owner will make the final decision based right. on, you know, what the value is of the plan. Um, the benefits, what they um, want to offer, right. how they treat their employees, what they right. think is the right program to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is an employee engagement mm-hmm. decision that the owner makes, and yes. it does talk to culture a bit on the benefits program. I think that mm-hmm. the companies are willing to offer or able to offer. Right. I mean, sometimes they want to offer more, but they just financially it's not ready, not the time mm-hmm. to do it. So there's kind of a trade-off always, I think, between what they'd like to do many times and the reality of what they can afford to do given sure. the situation. Sure. Mm-hmm. So you're in there helping them to figure out what the best solution is, huh? Absolutely. So we do shop the market. Um, we do represent all of the major California carriers. Um, so we shop the market, not just the first time we um, write a policy for someone, but year after year. Mm-hmm. So I will, we'll go through and look at all the plans that are available each year, look at the benefits and compare them apples to apples with the other carriers to see if they're still getting the best value for their money. And I also just want to put in there, many times employers might say if they're small business, I know they're they're uh, very careful about how they spend their money because uh, yes. there's not always a lot of over um, revenue. So one of the things I suggest is that if you can't set up a medical plan right now, maybe set up a dental and vision plan because mm. very often the employees will definitely go to the dentist and, the, and to their optometrist. And very often that's where they find out they have an illness. Oh. So even if you can't afford medical, it's great to have those other two in place for your employees to at least you know, give them the opportunity to, you know, to find out if there is anything wrong and then they can seek care. 
Oh, that's something new I didn't even realize before. But thank you mm-hmm. for sharing that. That sure. is a teachable moment here on Critical Mass Radio Show <laughs> and Podcast that Angela just gave us some insight, which I think is... And there's the gong, which means to our loyal listeners, if you weren't fully engaged in the conversation, go back about 30 seconds and hear Angela's advice that she gives to some of her smaller uh, clients, and maybe it makes sense for you and your business. Okay, we only have a few minutes left here on mm-hmm. Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Can you share with our audience where you go to obtain outside perspectives, insights, and ideas on the challenges you're facing within your business? Absolutely. Um, one thing I learned many years ago, even prior to working in the insurance industry, is it is so great to surround yourself with experts. So I can't be an expert at everything. So what I choose to do is I I consistently go out and network and I meet with other people that know things about things I don't have time to know about or just have, you know, no clue, basically. So um, I do things like SCORE, Mm -hmm. you know, the SCORE um, organization here in Orange County. I'm with International Association of uh, Women Business Owners. Um, I'm also with a networking group for women uh, called Queen Bees here in Irvine, which is wonderful because it is a group of women entrepreneurs Uh um, who I have learned so much from. So they're a great cheerleading team, and they're also great educators on so many different things, so many different resources that I didn't even know existed. Um, I do have to do continuing education, so that's uh, 24 hours every um, two years. Mm -hmm. So I'm constantly being educated uh, by my carriers, by general agents that I work with, so I have to keep, you know, keep that up. And then I partner with other people in my industry, so maybe, um, you know, finance professionals. So I might partner with them so that I can offer many resources to my clients. One in particular is I work with Transcendent Planning. Um, they're financial advisors, so we offer a full package when we work together um, to any small business employer. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're doing a lot of things. Yes. Those are also <laughs> very good to uh, learn from. Guiding principle. We've been asking this question here on the radio show for some time. I like to find out, you know, I think the owner of the company is really the steward of the culture, mm-hmm. and many times the culture comes from your belief system, your core beliefs. So we, I say, can you share your core philosophy that you use to build the culture of your company? Sure. Um, I think that the most important thing is in my, in my industry is integrity. That's definitely the most important thing. Um, I remember going to an ethics class a few years ago and I think insurance agents were listed as right above used car salesmen. And that's not to say anything negative about used car salesmen, but it's just, you know, it's just, yeah, right. It's a perception. So, um, so my thing is, is that I just really want to make insurance enjoyable for people, understandable. I want them to feel educated and, and I want them to feel like everything that we do at New Benefits Insurance Solutions is transparent Okay. and that they're fully aware of everything that's out there and available to them and that we do business to help them, not necessarily to, you know, line our pockets. Very good. But, right. Thank you. Okay. Two more questions and then we're going to wrap it up here on Critical sure. Mass Radio Show and Podcast, Angela. I'm going to have you back in the future. I don't know, one, three, five years from now. We've been on the year for 10 years. Who knows? What's going to be different when you're back on the show? Where are you taking the firm? Um, I think the most important thing is, is that I would like for all of my clients, current and future, to all be using a benefits admin uh, site. So I want everybody working with the technology. I think it makes things more efficient. Um, it It's a better use of the HR person's time or whoever's taking care of it at the company. So I do see that happening and then basically, I ultimately want to raise the bar for what brokers are providing to their clients. Hmm. So like I said, this is not um, a system that is typically you know, provided to small business owners, but I want to lift up that small business owner. 
Right. Raise the mm-hmm. bar. Right. Raise the standards. Make yes. them spoiled. Yes. Right? Yes. Know what they can have by working with you. Mm-hmm. If they'd like to learn what they could have by working with you. I think you see that segue here. You can't teach this, ladies and gentlemen. How do they find you <laughs> online, Angela? Um, you can look at my website. It's uh, newbenefits.com. And new benefits is spelled a little bit differently. So it's N-E-U benefits.com. And then also on Facebook, I'm under new benefits. Um, LinkedIn, Angela Irisery. And Instagram, New Benefits. And how do you spell Irisery? It is I-R-I-Z-A-R-R-Y. Just like it sounds, ladies and gentlemen. Angela, thank you for being a guest on the program. I appreciate the time you spent. You're a part of the critical mass community. I've enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Great. And I'd like to thank Paul Roberts, who's our engineer for today, and our producers, the three of them without whom I could not do this show each week. Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and our newest producer who's here in the studio. You can't see her. She's off camera. Nicole Terry. If you'd like to connect with me, let's start on LinkedIn. I'm Richard Franzi, spelled F-R-A-N-Z-I. And until the next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.